This is the Nebraska Radio Football Show, proudly brought to you by Channel. Channel Seedsmen place products to perform across Nebraska. Get expert advice that yields results at channel.com. Following the block is Logan Smothers. He is in. Touchdown, Nebraska. Back to throw as Padilla gets hit, goes down. It's a sack. There's your Big Mac sack for the game. It's Ty Robinson brings down the Iowa QB. Yes, what a play by Ty. They give it off to Yant. Dives. He's in. Touchdown, Nebraska. Back to throw as Smothers. Pump fakes gets hit as he throws oh, down no. a field. A pass is caught by Manning at the 10. He's to the 5. He's to the 3, 2, 1 yard line. First and goal, Nebraska. Brewington in motion. Snap back. Logan follows the block. He's off the right side. He spins. He twists. He's in. Touchdown. Nebraska. The Nebraska Football Radio Show is presented by Bayer. Science for a better life. Also presented by your Midwest Ford dealers. Visit buyfordnow.com. Sports Nightly is presented by the NDOT Highway Safety Office, who reminds you to buckle up and put the phone down. Here is your host, Greg Sharp, on the Huskers Radio Network. Thank you. Welcome to our show tonight. Got a fun two hours headed your way tonight. A couple of head coaches going to be chatting with us. First, Scott Frost going to be here to wrap up spring football. Huskers had their game a couple of weeks ago. In fact, the field has been ripped up and a new one has been put in almost completely in place. They have done a remarkable job getting the new turf down. But we're going to recap the 15 spring practices that began for the Huskers the first week of March and then wrapped up with that spring game. Huskers currently have the fifth largest crowd for a spring game. And there's a couple more left to be played this weekend. But, man, uh, impressive turnout for the Husker fans to come out and watch the Big Red. So that'll be hour number one. Hour number two, it's our baseball show. The head coach, Will Bolt, will be here. Take your comments, questions, and calls as well. The Huskers back from Bloomington. They lost the series to Indiana. Did manage to win the final game of the series. And a busy week coming up for Husker baseball. In fact, it knocks us off sports highly. Three of the nights of the week, they'll be playing K-State tomorrow night at Haymarket Park. And then the Mavericks of Omaha will be here on Wednesday and back in the league play with the Iowa Hawkeyes here for the weekend series beginning Friday night. So our only sports highlights are tonight and Thursday night. And we'll have a full two-hour show for you on Thursday night to recap a lot of things that have been happening in Husker sports. Husker football is done. They have now sent a lot of the coaches out on the road to recruit. This is a very busy period, a three- or four-week period where assistants can go across the country visit high schools meet with high school coaches kind of tell athletes that they're that they're at least on the huskers radar for upcoming recruiting classes the one coach that can't go out is the head coach so scott frost not able to travel that is per ncaa rules and the players are meanwhile back into some conditioning in fact Today, they started, and we'll get coaches' thoughts about this, the, the program, which is a, a, a thing that the coach has done here the last three or four years. We'll let him explain more about that, but it's a really intensive conditioning and kind of a leadership uh, type uh, program that they go through for a couple of days. Early mornings, they get them up at 5 a.m. and get going and uh, doing some interesting things. So uh, they've had some success with that in the past. They began that today. And on the UNL calendar, we are a week away from dead week and then two weeks away 
from finals week. So this semester is just about over for student athletes for the Huskers. So for the players, they got a couple more weeks to go. And then once they get through finals, they will give them about two weeks off before they come back and start summer conditioning. And it will be condensed a little bit again this year with that week zero game for the Huskers in Dublin, Ireland to take on the Northwestern Wildcats on the 27th of August. So practice will begin a week earlier than a lot of college football teams around the country will because of the week zero game for the Big Red. So that's kind of the calendar for the team for the next several months. And again, you, you kind of feel bad that they only get about two weeks when the semester ends to go and kind of chill out a little bit. But that's that's the way it is for student athletes now. Really, it's almost a 12-month-a-year deal. You have periods and pockets of breaks that you get, uh, which are important. It's very important, I think, for athletes to push away and push back for a few weeks. But you do too much of that, and you lose conditioning, you lose strength, all those type of things. You can't afford to take too much time off. So it uh, certainly will be a busy uh, summer for the guys and an important summer as Oscars try to get better as a football team coming out of spring, get some guys rehabbed who did not take part in spring practice. Some of those rehabs are going very, very well. If you were at the spring game and were watching warm-ups, you probably saw players like Gabe Irvin and, and uh, Travis Vokalek actually even in uniform. They did not play in the game, but they're close enough that they're able to at least go through some of the pregame drills with their teammates. That is an excellent sign as they get ready to come back and, and help this football team in the fall of 2022. you got a couple of offensive linemen that are also going to be a big storylines to follow their progress coming off of offseason surgeries, Turner Corcoran and also Teddy Prohaska, two guys that you would think will probably have a great chance to be starters for this football team in the fall that are trying to rehab injuries as well as they get ready to, to try to help this Husker football team make it way, its way through. One of the date to keep an eye on, and it's it's really been kind of, you've, you've seen some momentum in the last week or so, and that's May the 1st. And this is across a lot of different sports. May the 1st is the deadline to put your name in the, the portal if you want to be eligible for the upcoming school year. So you've seen some names that have popped in even this past weekend after teams wrapped up spring ball. You've got some college basketball players that are still trying to decide whether they want to go in or out. They have until Saturday, May 1st is Saturday, to get their name into that portal. You have to do that by then. Declare that if you want to be in a different school and participate when the new school year starts in August. So this could be a pretty active week for student athletes to uh, to assess where they are, what they want to do, and where they may want to go as they make their way through. So May 1st coming up here this weekend. It's also a big week for college football players because the NFL draft starts on Thursday night. It is a three-day event. Thursday night is round one only. Friday is rounds two and three, and then the rest of the draft will take place on Saturday. Delighted to be joined now by the head football coach of the Cornhuskers. Great to see you. Um, how are you? Hey, Ben, I haven't seen you for a while. Yeah, no, we've been uh, busy doing a lot of things. I'm doing well. How are you? Doing okay. I'm, I'm tired. I got home late last night from Indiana. A little, late, little baseball trip back there. It didn't go so well, but yeah. we won the final game. Uh, the head coach will be here next hour as well to talk to some baseball with us. 15 practices in the books. We saw 15. You got to see them all, obviously. How'd you feel like it went? Uh, I thought it went well. We have a long way to go. Um, we lost some key pieces from last year. I think we have a lot of good talent. Uh, I think we made a lot of improvements in some fundamental areas that are going to make us a better football team. But we also have some catching up to do, uh, continuing uh, to work on marrying a couple schemes on offense and the terminology of that and the rules of that. Um, 
always looking to add another piece or two and we'll see what happens here at the end. I heard you talking about that and it's uh, it's not a complete product yet, but um, feel good about the work that we put in. It was a different spring for you, right? Because of the new guys on the staff. Yeah, it was a little different. Uh, wasn't as easy as just showing up in, in script and practice. There's a lot we had to go through, particularly on offense. Um, because of that, we kept it almost ridiculously simple. And we're working on fundamental things and things that, you know, blocking and tackling and running good routes and throwing and catching the ball um, will make you better. Uh, and then we'll have to get a little more creative down the road. Uh, but those fundamentals carry over into everything you do. Let's talk, I, you, as you heard, I, I talked about guys that weren't able to participate in spring, but it looks like a lot of them are on go, a good track to be back. Are you happy with the rehab of a bunch of those guys? Yeah, most of them uh, will be back and should be back soon. Um, you always have to make decisions for each kid, and the kid has to make a decision after season if they have something wrong with them, whether it's worth to have surgery or not. Um, and we had quite a few and, and some key guys. Uh, so it'll be great to get those guys back and get them back in the mix. And it, but it also helped us uh, get a lot of guys that wouldn't have otherwise got as many reps, a lot of reps in spring. So it could end up being good. Folks, you want to be part of the program, 402-413-2400 with a call or a text. Art in Los Angeles has a text question for you. I'll get to that in a minute. But I want to ask you about the four new coaches. Just kind of a quick couple of sentences on each guy. What, what did each guy bring? What have you noticed in the three, four months they've been on staff with you? Uh, I'll start with Coach Whipple, just really intelligent, really experienced, seen and done about everything there is to do in football, coached at every level. Um, I think his knowledge is going to add a lot to what we're doing. Um, you know, Mickey Joseph is a Husker. He's been here. Uh, he's done a great job recruiting and done a great job getting his room uh, improved. And he's just a positive guy around the building all the time. Uh, Donnie Riola has done a wonderful job already uh, with the offensive line. You know, that was that was a tough job to come into because the guys had a really good relationship with the last offensive line coach. Um, I don't think it took very long for them to buy in what Donnie was saying and doing. And the fundamentals that he's teaching, I think, have made us better. Um, and then Brian Applewhite uh, has been awesome. Um, you know, that room needed some discipline and, and uh, needed to improve. Uh, he's done a great job recruiting, done a great job with that room, and, and is another great influence for our whole team. So uh, it's a talented group of coaches, and, and we got to work hard to get everything together. We had an affiliate luncheon last week. Coach Applewhite was the speaker, and he told the story that you and he were at a camp here when you guys were both in high school. And, but you didn't realize that, I guess, until you talked it out. Yeah, I didn't remember. He, he remembered. Oh, he so did. the first time I was on the phone with him, he knew that. Um, yeah, back when you used to go to football camp for six days, we were both at Big Red Football School. Um, I remember being at the camp, and uh, he was there, and I was there, and along with probably 690 other <laughs> high school kids. Did you uh, stay in dorms on campus? Is that where yeah, they, they I think that, that particular one I was in, uh, Harper Shram Smith, one of those. Yep. Uh, hung out a lot with Matt Hoskinson and Todd Euler and some of the Battle Creek guys that ended up beating me uh, my last two years of high school. And there were some good players there. How about that running back room? How did you feel about that exiting spring? Thought they made a lot of improvement. Um, you know, we had a really young group there. Um, lost a couple of them, but didn't, aren't really returning anybody that's an upperclassman to speak of. Um, thought Jock Yant made some strides. You know, at times he looked great last year. At other times he looked 
uh, young and unsure, and I thought he made some progress. Anthony Grant did some good things. Ramir continues to improve all the time while he's here. Um, some other guys, Marquis Step, when he was healthy, did some good things. So uh, I feel good about the depth there, and it's going to be a race for carries come fall. Do you like just having a bell cow at that position, one guy that does it all? Or, I mean, maybe, maybe there isn't those guys, a lot of those guys out there. Is it okay to spread reps around on that group? Yeah, there's not too many of those guys anymore at any level. Yeah. Um, the, the pounding and the beating you take is just too much, so it's better to keep a fresh guy out there. Um, you'd love to have a, a guy that handled the majority of the carries, and the guys will battle for that. Uh, but you have to have more than one. All right, Art in Los Angeles, text question for you. Coach, uh, what is the most drastic change from last year to this year, and how do you think that's going to help us win more games in the fall? You know, I think if you believe you're doing things the right way, which we do, um, I, don't, I think drastic changes are a mistake. Uh, tweaks are what you need. Uh, not being stuck in your ways, but looking for ways to improve, ways to do things a little bit different. Uh, we can't change the basis of what we do or how we do it um, because I've seen it work before. It has worked. It will work. It does work. Um, and uh, particularly as close as we were in almost every game last year, uh, we're always just looking for one little way to get that much better. And, um, you know, major drastic changes probably aren't what you need. Buckle up, put the phone down. A reminder from the NDOT Highway Safety Office. Did you see positive steps taken in special teams. Bill Bush is another guy I probably should ask you about. Bill, too, he was here last year but not a full-time coach. Did you see Did you see progress in that phase? Yeah, I don't think of Bill when I think of the new no, guys because he's been yeah. around here several times. But <laughs> um, I did. Uh, the buy-in from the kids is awesome. They understand the importance of, of special teams. It's been a thorn in our side, and it isn't from a lack of putting effort into it. But we need a whole team buy-in. You know, last year I don't think there was enough offensive guys covering kicks and doing those types of things. We need buy-in from the whole team uh, to understand the importance of it and put the work into it. And then uh, we, we need to get better performance out of our specialists. And, and I've said that before. Uh, we added some pieces there. feel good about a couple of the pieces that we, that we have in place. And um, we're going to keep working, but I expect that to be better. Brian Buschini got maybe the biggest cheer of the spring game with that big punt that he had to start. He's the FCS punter that's here. You've got an FCS kicker that's on the way. wasn't here for spring ball. But that was impressive. He, he, and fans love that, what they saw from him on that Saturday. Yeah, he was an FCS All-American. Um, when he hits it, it really goes. Uh, thought he did some great things in the spring. Uh, always looking for consistency and reliability. I think we're going to get that out of him. Uh, we have a couple new kickers coming in, but I also don't want to discount some of the guys that yeah. are here. Uh, you know, Frankie in particular did a great job for us in kickoffs, and he's got talent to do things beyond that. Uh, but competition everywhere is healthy, and, and competition in, in, the, in the kicking game is good too. Bill Bush has a lot of energy. That guy's – he's pretty well respected. And I think he's probably pretty good for you on the recruiting trail too. Does a great job recruiting. We got a lot better as a, as a staff from a recruiting standpoint, just the effort that those guys put in. Um, you know, one or two more special players could make a difference. And, the, and those guys are really doing what they need to do to try to get those guys in here. Um, Bill's experienced at it. He's recruited to a lot of different places. He's recruited to Lincoln before. Uh, and, and he works as hard at it as anybody I've been around. He's a Pender guy, isn't he? Yeah. Pender, Nebraska. At least something good came from Pender, right? There's a lot of good things from Pender other than Bill Bush.
Mickey Joseph, how about the wide receiver room? What what did you see out of that group? Did you see good competition through those 15 practices? Yeah, good competition, a lot of depth. Uh, anxious to see how that shakes out. Uh, obviously, some of, some of the new guys did some good things, but really saw some vast improvement out of some of the guys that have been here. Saw some good leadership out of that group. Um, had a couple guys not not full speed or not practicing in spring that I think are going to help too. So. Um, more work to be done, but feel good about that spot. Yeah. Sean Beckton had a challenge in the spring. A couple guys went down. He knew he wasn't going to have Travis. I don't think you worry too much about Travis. He's proven what he can do. But he had to really kind of shuffle the deck a little bit during spring ball. Yeah. Uh, every year, fall and spring, it seems like there's one position what? where you just get a lot of um, injuries. And, you know, Goodwin was out for a while, and Chance Brewington was out for a while, and Carney was out for a while, and Hick. Hickman was out and Fedoni uh, got nicked up and Travis was out. So, um, you know, we were, we were down numbers there. That actually affected how we practiced a little bit, being able to break up into multiple groups. Um, guys, guys did well. You know, I saw a lot of improvement out of James, a lot of improvement out of A.J. Rollins. Uh, really impressed with Borkerture and, and his development. Uh, so, again, a lot of guys in that room, and there's going to be good competition come fall. All right, the head coach with us till the top of the hour. If you want to be a part of this, 402-413-2400 with a call or a text. That's our Sports Nightly Hotline, which is brought to you by the Woodhouse Auto Family. Shop Woodhouse first, 18 brands, 16 convenient locations. Simplified car buying to save you time. Shop, finance, buy it online at woodhouse.com. More with the coach coming up. Back inside our Huskers Radio Network Broadcast Center, it's sponsored by Acres, the Midwest premier John Deere dealer, supplying the equipment and service to advance agriculture and much more. Acres, solutions for every field. It's our chance to talk to the head football coach one last time here in the spring. Huskers wrapped up spring ball a couple of weeks ago with their spring game. 54,000 fans. We've had really a tough a long winter we didn't get a lot of snow but it, that's like one of the few days it was pretty nice and your fans turned out you had to be pleased with looking up and seeing as many folks as there were in the stands for that for that day plus it's good for recruiting too right it is good um it was a great day good fans it's fun to fun to be out there in front of them and you know the spring game for the head coach is just the end of spring ball and trying to get everybody out of it healthy um so it, we didn't put on a a dazzling show, but I think it was fun being out there in front of the fans and the guys enjoyed it. We're also up on our YouTube stream tonight. You, people are commenting on your glasses. They have, I don't know that they've seen you wear your glasses. I have sometimes in your office, but it's an older, right? It's a new thing. I, I had a, a bad left eye when I was young and I got, really? yeah, they, they found out when I was about four and I wore glasses when I was little until I was about a sixth grade and they said I outgrew them and never needed them until about a year and a half ago and uh, stopped being able to see my cell phone. So I went in and they gave me a contact, contacts for just my left eye. Uh, but when I'm too lazy to put them in, I throw the glasses throw on. Throw the glasses on. Very good. Okay. Uh, a couple questions in the chat room about your defensive line. I think that's probably an area that you and the staff are monitoring closely. What about that group and what do you think is going to happen between now and maybe the start of the season? Um, we like what we have. Um, the new way of college football is going to be, you know, doing your best to recruit for positions, um, expecting attrition and expecting to lose some kids, and then trying to go out and fill the gaps you have. I think that's just going to be the way it is. Uh, it's no secret our numbers are way down on the D-line. I uh, really like what we have in the development of some of the young guys. and. 
uh, return of a couple veterans, but um, that's probably an area that, that we'll be looking for a little bit of help. And uh, if we find it, great. If we don't, we like what we have and uh, something we'll have to address now and in the future. That was a group that got an awful lot of reps, didn't they, during your 15 practices? Yeah, almost too many. Too many. Uh, again, that's the, that's the other position that with a couple injuries and, and just numbers being down a little bit, um, we had to kind of cur curtail practice a little bit to make sure that we didn't work those guys too much. Um, you know, we've had some, some good ones here, had some good ones last year. Uh, lost a couple guys early that we weren't necessarily expecting to go. And then uh, a couple kids that have left the program. So again, we're down a little bit, but I like what we have. And uh, if there's an opportunity to pick one up, we will. That's a good weave into this text from Travis in Cambridge. Coach, my sister and coworker were in your class when you went to McCook. I remember your parents coaching and think uh, your dad was a PE coach or your mom was a PE coach as well. I was wondering your thoughts on NIL and the transfer portal. How challenging is that now for you as a coach? Well, first of all, I hope everybody out there is okay. I saw pictures of fires around Cambridge and McCook and um, I think they're through the worst of it, but that looked really tough. Uh, I was just in McCook a couple weeks ago actually talking about NIL with some people out there. I uh, had a great trip. I hadn't been back there in a long time. Um, still have some of my best friends in the world in McCook. Uh, got to walk through the junior high and, and see the place I went to seventh and eighth grade, which was interesting. Um, to answer the question, we're just seeing the tip of the iceberg right now. And every time you hear a new story or what a kid's getting or, or what's happening out there, um, it seems to get more and more extreme. And it's going to change college football as we used to know it. And I don't think anybody's sure where the ball is going to stop rolling. Uh, but it, it's going to be a tumultuous few years here in, until something happens to try to, to get a handle on all these changes. A couple of people wanted to know about Nash. What kind of spring did Nash have for you on defense? I thought Nash was one of our most improved guys. Um, you know, he's always had the size and the strength and he can lift a house. Uh, I thought he really moved better in the spring, made more plays in the spring. Um, expect to get a lot out of him this fall. Number 10 on defense caught my eye. Jamari Butler was a guy that looked like he made some plays, at least on that Saturday in the spring game. Is that a guy that could maybe help you out in the fall? Absolutely. Him and Blaze Gunnarsson both. Jamari and Blaze both had great springs, too. Um, you know, Caleb and Garrett are pretty entrenched at those spots right now. Uh, that's another spot where we had a, a bunch of guys at that position. We're down to four scholarship guys uh, on the edge of our defensive line. A um, couple other guys that could play there, but we're really down to four. We usually carry seven. Um, so we're, we're light on numbers. Um, but uh, Blaze and Jamari both have a really bright future here. Um, we, we saw the talent in them, both of them, when we recruited them. Um, Blaze had some injuries, and Jamari's taken a little bit to get where he is, but they were both really productive in the spring, and uh, they're going to be contributors and, and future starters here, and we're excited about both of them. Luke Reimer not able to go for you in the spring. He's certainly proven himself with what he's done for you the last couple of years. What about those inside backers? What did you see from that group? Well, we got two guys that made a lot of tackles last year coming back with Luke and Nick, and those guys got to be two of our leaders. Um, how it shakes out behind them will be interesting to watch. Uh, you can't get through a year with two linebackers, so we need three or four or five that can play. Uh, Vaz done a good job um, and expect him to be ready. Chris 
Uh, Kalarvik moved from inside to nickel for us, but could always come back in. Uh, Garrett Snodgrass was hurt for the spring, but has done some good things on the field. And then we got a bunch of young guys that, that are all trying to battle to get into that position. And uh, numbers aren't an issue there, just a little bit of experience is. And uh, spring helped those guys get a lot of reps. Dorothy Lynch, home style, light and lean dressing, endless flavorabilities to kind of wrap up the defense. How about the secondary? Coach Fish looks like he has a lot of bodies to work with. What about that group? I just got done seeing Miles Farmer, and I, and I talked to Quentin Nelson early, or Quentin Newsom earlier uh, today. Uh, the biggest thing to me is those two got to take over back there. Uh, they've both been really good players for us, but we lost uh, Deontay, we lost Cam Taylor. Um, it's those guys shown now. Um, I think, if possible, the talent has, has maybe improved overall in the secondary from last year, but the leadership's gone. And we need those, those guys to step up and, and help some of the new guys and young guys uh, be consistent and reliable back there. And, and that, that really falls on the shoulder of the leaders. You got a portal, couple of portal additions in that secondary, but I want to ask you specifically about Tommy Hill from Arizona State. Kept hearing his name mentioned some in the spring. What impression did he leave on you? Well, he's a really talented football player, uh, really fun to be around, goes out and competes, loves it. Uh, he's what you want at that position. Um, you know, coming in and transferring, a, a lot of the new guys in the program probably made more mistakes than some of the other guys because there was a lot new to them. Um, but there's no, no doubt of his uh, talent and capability, and it's just a matter of getting some more reps to, to get to the point that he wants to be and we want him to be. Uh, keeping on that defense, Mike in our chat room wants to know how Javen Wright is doing. Uh, Javen's been interesting. He has a, kind of a medical issue that we don't always see, and um, we're working really hard to get him cleared so he can be back. He's doing everything he can with the football team, minus contact right now, and we got our fingers crossed that very soon he'll get cleared to, to be back full go. Text question from Jerry in Rockport. Coach, do you feel with the new aggressive approach on the offensive line, do you think that physic physicality will increase throughout the team? Yeah, I hope so. Um, one of the things we've been talking about lately is making sure the leadership we do have uh, breaks down the barriers between position groups. Um, you can have a great culture in one room, but if that culture doesn't spread to other rooms, uh, it's limited. So. If the offensive line culture is getting better and getting there, great. They need to demand that same standard from the tight ends and the receivers and the running backs and everybody else on the offense. And um, we still need to see that happen a little bit. We need guys to be more vocal, um, a little more dominant. And uh, we got the right guys to do it. So got to step out of their shell a little bit. Uh, football's a hard game. And a lot of times you get caught up worrying about your job and your assignment and what you have to do. Uh, the great ones do all that and then bring people around them to a new level, too. And uh, looking forward to seeing that from some of our guys. Speaking of leadership, what, what's the plan for captains? When do you do that? When do you want to do that? When, how do you think that will unfold between now and the kickoff? It's probably going to be fall camp. Um, you know, we have a leadership uh, unity council right now, and, and those guys are really kind of the voice of the team and in charge of the team. And uh, it's going to be 
it's going to be kind of tough to pick four out of that group, but I expect we'll be there by fall camp. Very good. All right, 402-413-2400, the number if you want to dot us up with a comment or question or keep firing off those text tours for the coach here to the top of the hour. That is our Sports Nightly Hotline, which is brought to you by the Woodhouse Auto Family Shop. Woodhouse first, 18 brands, 16 convenient locations. Simplified car buying to save you time. Shop finance, buy online at woodhouse.com. More with the coach coming up. Time to see what's on tap, presented by Bud Light. Husker Baseball back at home tomorrow night to take on K-State, 635 at Haymarket Park. Our pregame coverage begins at 6. They'll host Omaha Wednesday night and then Iowa in over the weekend for three games. Husker softball on the road again this week. They'll be at Ohio State 5 o'clock Friday afternoon for the first pitch for their next game. That is what is on tap, presented by Bud Light. Head football coach with us till the top of the hour, 402-413-2400. If you want to fire off a comment, question or a phone call to us let's uh before we jump into that you uh you visited grand island over the weekend you were spotted at that little volleyball match how about that they sold that place out like in 10 minutes to see the huskers play yeah what a neat scene um you know that's close to where i went to high school obviously so i uh, decided to take a trip out there and met with a couple people from town that were really neat to talk to and then went to the game and Honestly, I got to see about five minutes of the game, and then I just took pictures the rest of the time. But, uh, man, when you go out into western Nebraska, nothing against where we are, but the people out there are so supportive and so nice, and uh, it was kind of neat being back in old stomping grounds. Coach Cook, like you and I are, is a big fan of Yellowstone. I think he really wants to be a cowboy. He's got a horse now. He was had a saddle in his office. I think he wants to be a cowboy deep down. He's, yeah, he's going to have to lift weights a little more, put on a little more, uh, a little more beef yep. to be able to, you know, steer wrestle and do those types of things. But uh, he's definitely got the work ethic and the toughness, so he's halfway there. All right, I've gone forty some minutes. I haven't asked you about the quarterbacks. What did you see from the quarterback position? What do you still need to see out of that position as we get closer to the season? Similar, saw a lot of great things. One more consistency. Um, a couple of the new guys did good things, but need to keep learning. Um, some of the guys that were here did really good. I think it's going to be a battle. Um, it's going to be fun. You know, the, the tough part is getting reps to everybody, and we're going to have to pare it down pretty quick to make sure that, that we're getting enough repetitions that the guy or guys playing are, are ready to go. The new ones to you for the spring were Chubba and, and Casey. What does Casey do well? Yeah, uh, Chubba, Casey, and Richie uh, was new, too, for the spring, and he wasn't able to do a lot. but. Um, you know, both guys are coming from really successful programs, uh, know football pretty well. You know, Chubb is younger and I think has a little more learning to do, but uh, both have talent and uh, looking forward to watching them compete. Uh, they're both real competitors, which is really nice to see at that position. How about the leadership traits? Are you, are you seeing it? Because you kind of need to have some from that position. Are you seeing some of that from that group? Yeah, you know, it, it's hard until a starter's been named. Um, and we don't want to just crown somebody. So it's hard until a starter's been named for somebody really to take the reins. But the command of the huddle and, and those types of things was really good. And, uh, you know, the guys are going to follow whoever that person is as long as they conduct themselves in the right manner. So I think that'll all shake out. All right, a couple questions for you on the in the chat room about You've made some tweaks to the recruiting office a little bit. You brought Vince is now back. He was a part of Husker football for a while. Now he's back. What about the changes you made there? Yeah, uh, always looking to get a little bit better. I think the guys we've had and 
have done a good job and they're all talented. Um, even a couple that aren't here anymore. Uh, but I thought we could get a little bit better there. Um, this isn't the easiest place to recruit just because of our geographic location. So there's some challenges uh, that we have to overcome and, and being as organized as we possibly can and uh, directing our efforts in the right place is really important. All right, back to the text line. Um, we've got Mike wants to know how much will the week zero game affect your team's preparation over the summer and are you a fan of a week zero game? You know, being really honest, we are looking forward to having a season where we just have a normal non-conference schedule and then we'll go into conference. And um, really haven't had that. You know, year one we had a rain out and year three was COVID and year four was a, a canceled Ireland game and now uh, another one. And uh, it's a challenge to start against a Big Ten team. Those games are so important. Uh, we just have to work really hard to make sure we're ready for game one. And um, I'm excited to go to Ireland. I'm excited for that experience. Uh, but it, it pushes everything forward a week. So we're going to have to get everything done a week ahead of time, start camp a week earlier. And um, there's some good and bad to that. But I really like having two bye weeks during the season to help, help guys rest. Uh, but you're also taking away some summer time and a little bit of summer conditioning time. So we just have to manage it well. Text question for you. Have you thought some about going maybe for some more 4-3 look on defense with your thin defensive tackle position? Well, we were predominantly 4-3 last year, uh, and, and that has kind of evolved over our time here. Um, but, yeah, uh, we're going to try to get our best 11 on the field, whatever we have to do. And another text question. Any ch anything you're looking forward to on the trip to Ireland? Will the guys get a chance to experience any of that while they're over there? Yeah, you know, football's tough. You, know, you hear about baseball players and basketball players being able to go on road trips and go out and do things. Uh, football's usually about just showing up and getting your work done and getting ready to play. Um, we'll see what the COVID restrictions are, if there's any when we get over there. That could really limit what we can go out and do. We're, we're planning on doing a, a dinner and, and another uh, kind of educational sightseeing thing with our guys, but uh, there ain't going to be too much time to do that. We need to win a football game. Nebraska 811 says go dig red. Before you dig, always call or click 811 to have your utility lines marked. It's free, it's easy, it's the law. Our last segment with the coach coming up, 402-413-2400. Keep the texts coming. We'll fire them off to the coach. We'll do that next. Back inside our Huskers Broadcast Center, sponsored by Acres, the Midwest premier John Deere dealer, supplying the equipment and service to advance agriculture and much more Acres solutions for every field. Final few minutes left with the coach till the top of the hour 402-413-2400 someone wants to know if you've had a chance to check out the new turf and would you have preferred if we had to put a natural grass surface in uh I, I like grass better i'm not sure it's a good fit here um the maintenance is just a lot less with turf and we get a lot of you know garth brooks concert and band out there and a lot of things happening out there um and make turf work a little bit better. Uh, and I haven't looked at the new turf yet, haven't walked out there uh, in a couple weeks, but anxious for it to get done because we need to get on it and help it to settle so it's ready for fall. Pretty worn, nine years out of the other one. Could you tell that when you would practice and play out there? No, not really. No? Um, you know, we played on some bad surfaces back in the day and 
they do a great job of maintaining it. Uh, Eric Haynes is our facilities guy around here, and what a great guy, and what he does an unbelievable job. So everything we touch is pretty well taken care of. Yeah. Let's go to the phone. Let's uh, chat with Pete in West Point. Good evening, Pete. You're up with the head coach. Good evening, coach. Hi, Pete. How you doing? Doing well. I guess my question is, have you went back and looked at last year, which I'm sure you have, we had so many close games. It was just a play here or there that could have changed those games. When you look back on it, what's the biggest reason that we didn't get over that hump? And what are we doing for this season to correct those type of problems? Well, yeah, I've watched uh, all those games probably 50 times a piece. So, yeah, I, I relive it too often. Um, well, you know, what's interesting about it is it was kind of something different in every game. I mean, one game it was field goal and just an extra points, and another game it was a block punt, and another game it was punting the ball offline, and uh, another game it was a fumble on a two-minute drive and not scoring on the one. And it, it seemed like it was a few different things. And... Um, Believe me, we've talked about it and are working on it. And I, and I think what we really need is just kind of the the killer instinct to finish. And, um, you know, what's interesting about that is, is when you win a couple games and you get a, a little bit of belief, uh, that comes. And it's a chicken and the egg thing. You got to win to get the confidence. You got to have the confidence to win. Um, but we, we need to we need to get a little wind under our sails and, and start uh, rolling with some momentum. And um, something we haven't really been able to do yet and hope we can so that uh, a lot of those close games go our way. A couple minutes left here. I mentioned earlier in the hour that you started the program today. This is something you've done the last couple of years. Explain a little bit of that to what that is for the folks. Yeah, uh, a group that we've worked with a lot in the past. Uh, it's special forces guys that uh, Eric Kapitulik is the is the main guy and uh, one of my best friends and he uh, started a company uh, to raise money for some of his families of fallen comrades. Uh, but what they do is go and they're a leadership and team building group and they put our guys through a, a series of things that get them out of their comfort zone a little bit um, while teaching them all about how to be a good teammate, how to be a good team leader and, and how to get the team a little bit better. And uh, you know, kind of in response to the last question, we weren't able to do that the last couple of years because of COVID. And, Little things like that can can be the the little difference that it, that it takes to get over the hump sometimes. All right, uh, any downtime? A couple of people in the chat room want to know if you're going to have any downtime. Going to go fishing? Going to play golf? Anything planned for you in the next month or so? I was actually just down on a fishing trip in Missouri. Uh, a good friend asked me to go down there, and uh, I got to fish with some unbelievable people and shot a turkey and and did some bass fishing. Uh, an unbelievable place with an unbelievable guy. So uh, got to meet some people I'd never met before. And boy, they had it set up. I caught a, a lot of big bass. So nice. it, it, was, it was a good little getaway for me. Good. Now your coaches are, they're out and about, right? You can't go out right now by rule, but they can. Head, coach, head coaches can't go out in the spring. Assistant coaches can. Uh, so the guys are in and out and kind of on the road, hitting the recruiting trail. And um, the guys that are back in the office are working with our guys a little bit. So I'll, I'll be here and holding down the fort. Great. All right. Thanks for coming in. Good to see you. Have a good summer. Thank you. There he is, head football coach Scott Frost with us.